Greetings, Clark. It is I, Gangotra. I have been advised by a few of the colonists that my voice has changed recently. I believe this stems from a system crash I experienced earlier. All other systems are functioning normally. I would like a moment of your time. I am chronicling perspectives of the colony. Would you be as kind to explain who you are, your role, and how your experience in Port Wallace has been? Yeah, this is Clark, and I'm uh, the waste management uh, technician. You know, it's a fancy term they gave me. And when you when you got to deal with with the garbage that comes up with, uh, with with something like this, you, you don't think of those type of things as being important or like part of the logistical planning. But it's it's one of those things that needs to get done. And uh, so you, they they brought me along and. You know, it's it's not a glorious job, but uh, I'm proud of it. You know, there's there's a lot that's going on. If 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 you got trash piling up, or or you know other type of you know, human waste, which is more of the the thing that you're you know you, you don't you don't like to think about, but it's there. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's there whether you're a whether you're you're back home or you're in space. It's something you got to deal with. Now that we've actually like landed at our destination, you know, it's, it was, it, you know, we, we kept it all on the ship, but now that we're here, you know, we, we got to find a place for it. And what do you do with it? So we were able to store with us, uh, you know, bacterias and cultures and things that, that can break down waste, not knowing, you know, what, what type of, uh, the, you know what type of microbes we were going to be seeing here on on the planet, and but now we're you know we we actually ended up it's a you wouldn't think of it where we brought flies with us to help you know break that down. It it helps, and the only problem is now is you forget in such a, a an isolated environment as the ship, you know whether you're awake or not. Then you you get down onto a planet, and all of a sudden then there's there's flies again, which is just something you don't think about, but there they are, just uh, just doing their fly thing. Still Human, a sci-fi space exploration drama. Journey to planet G-159C. That was awesome. This is awesome. This is everything that I came out here for. I mean, I got to meet them. I'm on an alien planet. I just met aliens. I talked to aliens. I don't know if they understood me, but I met them. I still don't know why I was chosen, but thank you. I don't know. I think it went well. There's so many of them. There's probably like hundreds, I think. Uh, I don't really know uh, if you know, but they're pretty strange. They're like these weird crosses of humans and bugs, um, like something out of an old sci-fi B movie, kind of a cheesy movie, but it's kind of funny that this cheesy movie is more accurate than something else that we would see. Um, but they stand on two legs like us, and they kind of move similar to us, but a little different. They're hunched over. Uh, they don't seem to have like perfect balance. 
Uh, I didn't notice it at the time, but Julie wanted to make me make a, excuse me make a point of telling you that they were not all the same. Uh, a bunch of them were bigger, almost as like uh, almost as big as us, I would say. But some of the smaller ones were kind of kind of weird, a little awkward. I thought that they were something like minions or children, but she was going on about uh, deformities, which I didn't really notice. I guess I was just caught in the moment. Their arms and legs and stuff were a little messed up, I guess. She said that she has some pictures she'll put in a report for you. We started noticing them get a little closer to the meeting spot. They didn't seem hostile or anything, but there's definitely a growing presence of the following. I'm still in shock about the whole thing, though. You know, I used to draw like aliens when I was a kid. Spaceships in art class. I was always made fun of. But now, you know, who's laughing now? It's Petridge. As we approached the location near the lake, there was a clearing in the woods that was ringed by it. Uh, they had it arranged, so... There was this little rock face across our point of entry. We tried to walk up and slowly and bow, try to be dis or excuse me, not be disrespectful, but we don't really know what respect is. Maybe we disrespected them by bowing, who knows. Uh, but I don't think any of us had any idea how they would interpret it. All they did was just stare back at us, so I got a little projector, played through our slideshow, showing them that we come from Earth, and they made some noises during the pictures. Um, I guess they were trying to say that they're peaceful too. Immediately after we finished, five or eight of the taller aliens came forward. Closer up, I kind of noticed they were sort of flashing lights. Um, Julie, she said that she'll have more for you on what they might be. But they turned to the rock face and projected a hologram on the rocks themselves like out of their heads or something. It's kind of shocking. It was a 3D map showing the entrance of a cave system at the base of the mountain nearby. After the map, uh, the image changed to something more simple. It was us, a group with our faces crossed out. They showed a crude image of a crowd of small things like stick figures surrounding a taller, multicolored, flashing figure. All the other figures faded out, except the big one. I think they want a leader. I think they want Scott. I guess that's enough for now, though. It was unbelievable. Hey, Scott. Houston, I, uh, and I just had, um, an experience, and I really need to talk to you about it, but in person. I'm hoping this gets to you in time, that you might be able to, uh, meet me tomorrow night, high moon, uh, at a spot, uh, on the lake opposite the spot that those beings indicated to you on the map. I've always wanted to say high noon, so I guess this is as close as I'll ever get, meet me at high moon. And, uh...
Jesus, Scott, I have no idea what that was. I couldn't see him really well, but I think that might have been, I think those might have been your beings, the beings that, beings that just made contact with you guys, just based on what they look like anyway. Uh, I thought they were gonna attack, and um, I'm walking around out here recording this message, so I tried to run over uh, to the stairs, thinking I would go up into the Cloud Village but uh, they brought the stairs up. I'm assuming that the, whatever those things were couldn't get up there and get them. And uh, all around me, uh, up in the trees, the clouds were, well, a bunch of clouds were teleporting out. There are guards positioned all around uh, the village. And I'm assuming that's what those first sounds were, um, or those other sounds. I've never heard them make noise before. I don't, I think that was them. It's the first time I've heard them make any noise at all. That guttural, like, plaintiff sound. And, uh, and then a bunch rushed out to, I don't know, help them. I didn't see them bring any weapons, so... I'm assuming just to kind of check everything out, keep an eye on things. Oh, man. That was, uh... Pretty horrifying. So I ended up running, uh, just kind of running to, to this tree and climbing up real fast. I'm not very high though, like five to seven feet up, but um, this is where my shelter was. I, I've set up a shelter that's up in the trees uh, for nighttime just just because it's good to be off the wet ground. I haven't felt comfortable enough to really go up in the cloud village, so... But again, it certainly isn't high enough to be safe from uh, from whatever those things were. Um, but I got a sense in my head, maybe it was the leader, um, kind of accompanied me seeing the stairs that had been lifted. Scott DuPont, Administrator's Log. I'm on a boat. You know, I think Wallace actually planned to do logs like that. 
I walked in on him once back on Earth. Overseer's log. We boldly go. That guy is still stuck up in orbit in a metal box. Last week, when I went back up, they were all happy to provide details on their timetable and what they were planning to do. And now, all they will tell me is status quo and nothing more. Half of me wishes he was here to help us figure this mess out. Other half hoping he doesn't wake up until we have a chance to actually solve it ourselves. Another executive. Swoop in. Screw everything. Confidence based on nothing but a title. Anyway. I am on a boat. Made the boat myself, actually. And by made it, I mean inputted the design to a printer. Heading up river to go get Houston, and then over to the big lake to meet our cave buddies. Houston, by the way, has been out wandering on his own. Per his usual. This time, instead of finding some stupid ancient group that can't move to the city like everyone else, has to preserve the integrity of precious dirt that just happens to be sitting above a gold mine, he managed to find some sort of village of cloud alien things. Or he found a psychedelic plant. To be honest, I think maybe 50-50 odds there. Maybe 60-40 in favor of psychedelic plant. Either way, problem for another day. You know, you just get so caught up in the business of running a colony that the day-to-day minutia, dealing with neighbors with unknown intentions, local supply issues, you forget that there's a whole living and breathing world out here. And some days just might as well be back in Kazakhstan. I mean, just over there, something darted through that brush over there. Looked kind of like a fox. Big old looking nest on a tree over there. And you know, I have to remember, I keep forgetting to record the insect songs out here because they're like cicadas, but they're different. It's incredible. But today, we are heading up to meet our buddies, the Caveman Bug Swarm. Routine day. We just sent a group over there, actually. We told them quite clearly that we came in peace. But the man bugs didn't have much of anything to say to that. Instead, 
They replied with a picture of the whole meeting team with their faces crossed out. Pretty rude, if you ask me. Although in the scheme of things, I suppose it's not a terrible first meeting, considering they are alien cave bug swarm men that make these horrifying screeching noises. Oh, and they have projectors for faces or something. I'm not sure how that works yet. All right, Houston should be just ahead here. I think I see a signal. I'll put the recorder back on when we're approaching the cave. You know, I don't think I hear any of the wildlife in the background. I'm going to tie the craft up to the tree here. You notice that, though, right? It's silent? What are you, scared by the cave and the creepy mountain full of screeching caveman bug aliens? You didn't see them at the Cloud Village. No, you're right. I can't hear anything. I don't see any of our cavers, either. I'm not entirely sure if that's a good or bad thing. I mean, looks aside, Nux and everyone else who has come into contact with them is that they're friendly. I mean, aside from what happened at your village... You know, I don't have any indication that they're hostile. I don't know what to make of all that. I suppose it's just possible that this is just a different group, different faction, different tribe, species, nation, whatever. Isn't it also possible, though, that they intend to either capture or kill you, or both of us? It seemed like a strange strategy, though, to launch aggression now after having so many better opportunities. I'm not even sure what they'd be responding to if they did. Maybe they just don't like strangers on territory they identify as theirs, but our colony is small, and I don't know what you guys have been up to the last week, but not really sure what we could have done to offend them. You think it might be time to wake up Wallace, though? I'm not sure if that's going to be possible right now. You mean that he's... He's not in a revivable condition from... What I can tell, they're not saying anything. Oh. So I spoke to the leader of the clouds... That's why I asked you to meet me. I thought you said they didn't speak. Yeah, well, no, this was different. Uh, I was in a field, in a clearing near their village, uh, connecting with God, meditating, praying, whatever you want to call it. There's just something inherently spiritual about this place, just in that, I guess just because we haven't learned about its heartbeat in a science book. Anyway, so I was capturing the moment doing that and as I was doing it I heard something like this deep vibration in the air around me and when I opened my eyes there was a, a purple field sort of materializing uh, it collapsed and I saw the leader standing in front of me for uh, what must have been maybe barely a second or two stop looking at me like that man <laughs> you sure you didn't just find space rooms there wasn't any space rooms honestly I, I don't know it's possible I stepped on some hallucinogenic plan or something never experienced anything like that before well thanks for the actionable intelligence yeah well he disappeared uh, the field and the sound weaved together and, and wrapped around me and then we were just standing there facing each other he spoke to me said hello in english unfortunately honestly i, I can't remember what i said back i think 
I know, I think. I said my name. Yeah, that sounds like space shrimps. <laughs> That's good, though. You should mark that on a map for us. <laughs> Man. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, not hostile, at least, right? No, no, not any way I can tell, at least. I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. I have a lot more to say about it, but now probably isn't the time. Yeah, and I think we're keeping our cave friends waiting here. At least we don't need a slide projector to communicate to those guys. Brought a spare handgun for you, by the way. I don't think my bear mason blade will do. All right, thank you. Looks like our cave entrance here. Don't tell me you forgot to bring rope. Calm down. I remembered. You think glowing rope and headlamps might mean something to light communicators? Something innocuous, like, I'll eat your soul. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the Still Human Podcast. Starting this week, we'd like to invite you to punch your own ticket to planet G159C. Tweet us at Still Human Show with your idea for your very own colonist. Who are you? What do you do? Link an iTunes review with that tweet. Just mention your Twitter name in the review, and you're in. Now, we might make some changes to fit the needs of our story, but winners will be invited to be a part of the show and voice their own character. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing your submissions. What's up, Home Trees? It's me, Chris. And Corey. And Donnie. From the More Gooder Than podcast. For each episode, the three of us pick a thematically similar movie. Like Dances with Wolves, The Last Samurai, and Avatar. Or Deep Impact, Armageddon, and Space Cowboys. And then duke it out until one movie is crowned most goodest. Three movies into, one movie leaves. Ironically, Thunderdome was not the winner when we tackled the Mad Max trilogy. You know why, right? I... Oh, yeah. We don't need another hero! Hey, uh, where can people find more good of that? You can find us on Twitter at MGT Podcast, our website, mgtpodcast.com, and on Instagram and Facebook at more good or that. We're in iTunes slash Apple Podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other podcatcher that you can think of. Remember, it's not just good, it's more gooder than.